This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. Welcome once more to The Drop Podcast, your home for everything St. Louis Blues. As I said in my last podcast, this game needed to be a low-scoring game for the Blues to have a chance to win. And it wasn't. The Blues lost this game 5-2, to two, and they were never really even in it. I know there's injuries in the game. Tarasenko went out early. But this team did not play well. A lot of people, again, guess where they're going to put the blame? Jake Allen. Well, Jake Allen was not the reason the Blues lost this game. Bad play all around. This team didn't look like they wanted to win. This team looked like they had already made vacation plans with their families. Just a terrible effort. And it would start quickly, and it would go from the first to the second period where Colorado would get the first two goals, one in the first and one in the second. Buck went free. Abs have it. It's Como. Pass in the slot. Goes all the way back to the point. Black. Sam Gerard. Well, this pass was not intended for Gerard, but it comes right back to him and he just unloads. Soderbergh does a terrific job. He took away, Allen could not see that puck. It went right through the legs of Soderbergh, past Allen and in the avalanche. Boy, I'll tell you, guys, you know it, you're seeing it, the avalanche deserves to be ahead. One nothing in this first Back period. for the abs, Ranton open on the near side, gets the pass, back up top, Barry, shoot, go! St. Louis was looking to see. Landis Scott came clearly in front of the blue. This is a mountain of a goal. A mountain but of a goal in this game. It, but is this one of those ones that's worth it? Is this one of those ones that's worth it to have a look? As I said, the Blues did not look good in the first period and for most of the second period. Jake Allen kept them in this game early. He really, really did. Regardless of what people say and people talk about, Jake Allen had a pretty good game, in my mind, against the Avalanche. The Blues just looked tired. They looked totally tired. That first period goal was a killer. 46 seconds left in the first. Samuel Girard gets his fourth goal of the year. Como gets his 21st assist. Soderbergh gets his 20th assist. They go into the second up one to nothing. They'd get a power play, and Tyson Berry would net that second goal as 14th. Rantanen gets his 55th assist. Landeskog gets his 36th assist. Six minutes, 11 seconds in. The Avalanche are up 2 to nothing. And at this point, I really don't have much faith in the Blues. I, I'm hoping they can come back, but I was not seeing anything that was showing me they were going to. One positive that I've seen in every game is Jaden Schwartz. He was the one real, real positive thing that I've seen in this game. Braden Shin played decent. But Jaden Schwartz never gives up, and he would get the Blues on the scoreboard with a power play goal 12 minutes, 28 seconds into the second to make it at least a closer game at 2-1. to 
Right back to Dunn. And he works it in low. Plays it back. Steen, good job to keep it in. Shanda Petrangelo shoots. He scores! Petrangelo into the top corner. A power play goal, and it's 2-1. to one. Alex Petrangelo works on that shot from the right side an awful lot. Bernier made some motions with some concerns in front of the net. I don't think there was an issue. Oh, my goodness. A howitzer there. Schwartz is in front of the net. Finally, the... Big avalanche defensemen aren't boxing him out. He's got plenty of time and space, but that's going to be a clean goal. You know, a lot of people are probably out there saying, but Lance, it's only two to one. The Blues are in this game. You never really felt that they were really in this game. That goal by Schwartz with the power play goal is 24th of the year. Can we just imagine how many goals Schwartz he would have had if he wouldn't have missed all those games? I think we might be looking at a 40-goal score. Petrangelo gets his 39th assist. Shin gets his 42nd assist. The Blues are behind by just one goal. Just as soon as you think the Blues might be able to crawl back in it, even though they're not playing well, Colorado gets back on the board just about four minutes and 30 seconds after Schwartz's goal by none other than Nathan McKinnon for his 39th goal of the year to give Colorado a 3-1 lead going out of the second period. We're going four on four. Jost and Zabuka shot. Goal! That puck, he went outside the blue line and re-emerged. Pareko didn't quite know where do I go chase him on the outside the blue line. It was that, that old Brett Hull trip. He went all the way, he dropped it off to Landeskog, and then he went way outside the blue line and then re-emerged. And Pareko was kind of stuck in no man's land. Pareko was stuck in no man's land, and you've seen that a lot from him this year. Pareko has not had a good year. He does not look as good as he has in the last two years. The Blues did their best to stay in it, even though they weren't playing well. And it's not like Colorado was playing like a Stanley Cup champions. It's just the Blues were not playing good at all. Colorado was taking advantage of the opportunities. That's the difference in the game. This goal would be McKinnon's 39th goal of the year. Lennis Cog with the assist is 37th. And as I said, going out of the second, the Blues are down 3-1. to one. It wasn't a great third period for either team. But Colorado would get an empty net goal 16 minutes and 37 seconds in by Gabriel Landeskog to make it 4-1. to one. Back to the blue line. Done. Over towards Braden Shen. Walked in. He shoots. Block. Rebound. It's sitting there. And the Evs have got it. A chance for the empty netter. Got it. That goal for Landeskog would be his 25th of the year. McKinnon gets his 58 assist. 16-37 into the third. Colorado's up 4-1. to one. As I said earlier, Braden Shin played pretty good in this game. He'd get the first goal of the year for the Blues, and then he would also get the last goal of the year for the Blues. His 28th of the year, 19 minutes, 22 seconds in, and it made it 4-2. to two. And Patrick Bergwit for Schwartz. On the half board to Shen. And he gets in, shoots, he scores. Shen makes it 4-2 to two with 37 seconds left. He's found that little space. That's what he was looking for with that little stutter step. We'll be so good at that at the top of the circle. As I said, that would be Shen's 28th goal of the year. Schwartz gets his 35th assist. Berglund gets his 9th assist. 4-2 at that time, but Colorado would add another empty net goal. Matt Nieto got his 15th. 
and the Blues lose 5-2 and miss the playoffs by one point. Shots on goal, the Avs get 39, Blues 34. Faceoffs in favor of the Avs, 56% to 44%. The Blues had two power plays, had one power play goal. The Avalanche had three power plays and were able to capitalize on one of them. Hits pretty even, 30 for the Avalanche, 29 for the Blues. Blocks in favor of the Avalanche, 23 to 15. Giveaways, the Blues had one and the Avalanche had four. Let's go ahead and go into the post-game interviews. First of all, we're going to hear from a few of the players, Edmondson, Allen, Petrangelo, and then to finish it off, we're going to hear from Coach Mike. Um, I mean, I was on the ice, and from my point of view, it looked like it was offside. I put my arm up right away, and then I saw the replay on the little screener beside our bench, and I still thought it was offside, so uh, that was a tough one to swallow. Key point in the game, too, right? Goes yeah, that was, a, that was a huge turning point. Um, I think it kind of it definitely affected our team, but um, we we still had time to come back, and um, you know we didn't, we just didn't have the push that we wanted, and uh, like I said, that was a tough one to swallow, and um, I just I don't don't agree with it. Is that one where you feel kind of confident it might get turned over? I I was very confident it was getting turned over. Our whole team thought it was it was offside, and um, we just saw some pictures of it too, and we still think it's offside. How much of a blow or uh, hurdle was it after losing Vladimir Tursenko to have to play with him for most of the game? Yeah, I mean, he's our best player, so obviously when he goes down, um, we rely on other guys to step up, but um, it's definitely a huge loss. He's, he's a goal scorer. He creates a lot of offense for our team, and um, you know, someone has to jump up to the top line, but um, I think I think the young guys did a good job of you know stepping up in his, in his role, but um, it's definitely a big loss, and um, you know, hopefully he's, he's doing good. Eddie, I know there's going to be time for some reflection, obviously, but when it comes down to like a winner-take-all game like this, I mean, it's got to be a lot of disappointment right now, just raw emotion of not coming through. For sure, um, I'm still in shock. It doesn't doesn't really feel like a our season's done right now. It's um, it's definitely a shock, and you know, I thought we battled hard out there. Um, we battled right to the end. We just couldn't get the job done. I got to give credit to Colorado, though. They're they're a hell of a team, and they played their hearts out tonight. Um, from their goalie out, they they played a, a solid game. So um, it's a tough one to swallow, and yeah, we'll definitely take a couple of days to reflect on it. And you know, for now, it's it's definitely a shock. And that McKinnon goal, you and Prego had to switch off. Just kind of, I guess, left him a little bit of room there. Yeah, he's he's one of the best players in the league for a reason. And if you give him a little little bit of room, he'll take advantage of it. And you know, he got that shot off. It might have went off a stick. I'm not sure, but uh, you just can't let him have that room, especially four on four. It's just man on man. So um, that was a big turning point in the game too. Eddie, for all the criticism that Jake took for Wednesday, among other days, he gave you certainly a chance to win tonight, didn't he? Yeah, he was he was rock solid back there. Um, there's not much he could have done on any of the goals. Uh, you know, first one he couldn't see it. Um, Second one, I mean, couldn't see that either. We thought it was offside, and third one went off a stick. So, I mean, he battled back there. Um, like he, he battled all season for us, and you know, he's the reason we got this far. And you know, he did everything he could tonight. I have to pull my hamstring. Well, I had to battle through it. It's a game, you know, any other game I probably would have went out, but it's the game that we needed needed to win, and just came up short. So. Uh, not feeling great right now. Did you have to talk yourself to stay in the lineup? Did you have to talk them into it? Or? I'm not leaving the game. 
Jake, you had a chance uh, a couple weeks ago, really, to uh, turn your season around, and you guys rallied in this room and, and really made a heck of a run here. How disappointing is this loss here tonight? Well, it is. Uh, everyone's pretty proud in here. There was a lot of people, a lot. I mean, majority of people didn't even give us the chance to be in this game, to be here. Um, we had our ups and downs this year. It was a wild year, but we rallied. We found a way to beat good teams at the right time and uh, give ourselves a chance. And you know, and credit to Colorado, they uh, have improved immensely over the last couple of years, and uh, they played they played well again tonight, obviously. Uh, so it's it's tough to take. Uh, we gave ourselves a chance, but you know, still not good enough. Is it hard to believe you're you're not going to the playoffs after going six years? No, because the league's so good. This league is so tight. There's so much parity. We know if you're not ready, you're not going to make the playoffs. Doesn't matter. Buffalo Sabres could come in next year and you know be a top team in the East. It, it's just the way the league is and the way the players are. So uh, that's. Uh, it's on us, but uh, you know, it's, it's words are tough right now, to be honest. Sorry. Yeah, I was just listening to Steiner. Whatever I'm going to say is the same thing he's going to say. It's disappointing, and I thought we uh, pushed to get to this point. We're obviously really disappointed, but you know, I'm proud of the guys in this room. There's a lot of guys that stepped up when there was a lot of injuries, and um, it's not the result we want, but. Again, I'm, I'm proud of a lot of these guys. About to overcome after you lost Vladdy? Yeah, I'm obviously Vladdy is obviously one of the elite players in the league, so not easy to lose that. Not an easy, uh, not an easy thing in this game. So um, again, guys have to step up. Been the case all year. Not a lot. Not a not a good feeling. Mike, uh, we ask all the players. Got to ask you that offsides challenge. What what did you see? Uh, we, we, I mean, obviously understanding the rule, you got to be pretty confident, and feel pretty good that that uh, that you're making the right call. So we we thought we were, uh, but you know, it's uh, it is what it is. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame our blame the season on a on a bad call. Sean's, Sean's usually pretty. Sean's good. Confident. Really good. Yeah. I think it was the right call. I still think it was the right call. Um, so yeah, no, I I mean. Even me looking at it on the bench, looking at it, I thought, you know, we, we felt pretty confident. You know, it, was, it wasn't, you know, it's not like there was like four inches of, of white ice there, but we felt that we saw enough that, uh, that it, would, it would be overturned. Can you tell us about Vladdy and what happened there? I'm just going to say, uh, until I, I haven't had an update, but I can tell you it was, uh, he took a, a pretty significant injury tonight, an upper body injury, and, uh, and so, um, he was very disappointed. It was it was obviously a real tough loss to lose him two minutes into the hockey game. Looked like a pretty innocent play too, didn't it? I it mean, did. Yeah, but that uh, like I said, it was it was something pretty significant. Sounds like something that would have been long term. I uh, I would I would have to imagine, yeah. Jake gave you everything he had tonight. Wouldn't Jake you say? was awesome. Yeah, you know I think that every one of our guys gave everything that we had tonight. The guys uh, they. Completely emptied the tank, and uh, it's been it's been a it's been a grind for a long time here. Been been really fighting hard for a long time, and uh, and obviously this schedule uh, coming in here today, tough schedule. But uh, but again, I you know as far as the effort that the guys gave, couldn't ask for more tonight. Mike, I get it. It's only one goal, but 
in a game of this magnitude, you just get a sense that whoever got that first one was just going to well, build on the momentum, and they get you it. You know, I would have been period. real happy if uh, if we would have got through the first period. Um, we knew that they were going to have a good start, and so that was definitely a tough goal to give up. Even at that, though, it's one nothing. I thought the second goal was uh, was was a little bit of a tougher one. You know, when you when you played the night before and you have to try to climb out of a two nothing hole, that's uh, you know against a team that's going to play well and and playing with you know every every ounce of desperation they have, that's going to be a tough hole. Could you play that McKinnon goal better? Uh, well, I mean, he's stick on pockets, obviously a great player. Yeah, of course we can play it better. If we play it better, then it's not in the net. But, um, but yeah, he's a, it's a great player making a great play. Jake said he tweaked his hamstring. Was there ever any thought during the game about taking him out? Yeah, but, there, but he was playing so well. I mean, Jake, Jake was outstanding tonight. There is... I mean, he was he was awesome. He was awesome right to the very end. I, I mean, he gave us every opportunity to try to climb back in this game. So um, certainly no regrets about that one. I mean, I, I hope that everybody saw how, how hard he fought and how good he played in this game. Pull the goalie with like four and a half left. You had to, though, right? Down yeah. two goals. I mean, we, you've got you've got the, the statistics, the percentages of of, you know, as far as what's the best opportunity for you to try to come back in that game. Um, and so uh, you know, obviously, um, yeah, that's that's what we did. I know they lost, and I know you can lose any game. I've said that all year long. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. You can lose against a good team. You can lose against a bad team. The Avalanche made less mistakes than the Blues. Let's just put it that way. Jake Allen wasn't the reason they lost this game. Jake kept them in the game at times. I give him a lot of props for staying in there even though he was hurt. He looked really hurt. Some people are going to say, well, you should have brought in Carter Hutton and maybe the other goals wouldn't have happened. Well, what it could have, should have, you could have brought in Carter Hutton and other goals could have happened. So you can't second guess yourself. I'm not going to get a lot into the season as a whole, but it's been a disappointing season. We've got a press conference coming up on Tuesday, 1045 a.m., where I'm sure you're going to hear from Doug Armstrong and Mike Yo about how this team is good, how this team is strong. They've got talent. They just need to play better. Uh, you're going to hear something along those lines. You're going to hear that, uh, oh, well, the fans deserve better. You're going to hear that we've been successful. You know, you're going to hear that from Mike Yo or from Doug Armstrong. Probably Doug Armstrong is going to say they've been successful since he's been there and this is not the way they want to play which I do agree that this is not the way they want to play. But seriously, Doug, you've not been successful. You missed the playoffs this year. You got to the second round last year and got destroyed by the Predators. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, oh, but the Predators went to the Stanley Cup. That, that's fine and dandy. But the Blues did not play good enough to win in that second series. You got to the... Western Conference Finals, and I'll give you that much. That was a great year. That was an unexpected year, and I do give you guys props for that. But what about all the other years since you've been here, Mr. Armstrong? You cannot say those have been successful. You just can't. So the Blues need to improve. They need to improve in a lot of areas. A lot of people are going to want Jake Allen gone. A lot of people are going to want Carter Hutton to be given the starter job and pay him good money. I know a lot of people are saying, let's give him prove-it money. Let's make him the starter, but give him prove it money. No guy at his age, 32, 33 years old, is going to take a three-year contract of prove it money. And what is prove it money? 
Jake Allen has the 20th highest salary in goalies, 4.3. Between him and the 26th and 27th spot, there's about $350,000 to $500,000 difference. What's prove-it money? Do you think Carter Hunt's going to take $2.5 million? No, he's not. He's going to want 4 to $5 million as a starter, and the Blues can't have two goalies making 4 to $5 million. Enough said about that. I'm already getting into my postseason show. First of all, I want to thank everybody for being with me this year, listening to the podcast, sending me emails. You sent some great questions. You sent some great comments. Uh, you know, you guys are just great. I appreciate all of you. Until next season, or you can join me at the season-ending podcast where I review the season. And I'm going to have a couple throughout this summer. Uh, with blues news, draft stuff, and so on and so forth. Until next time, stay safe, stay happy, and let's go blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.